Welcome back to Post Red and Black. And um, we're not doing all that extra stuff today. I just want to say I'm your host, Amira. And I'm your host, Miles. And today... Oh, go ahead. You want to... Okay. So today we're just... We're going to... We've had a... We're going to get, we're going to be real, get real real with y'all. So we've had an intervention, me and Amir. And (laughs) we've decided that we are stepping it up a notch because ain't no playing safe no more. No more playing this safe. We're not hiding behind nobody. We're not hiding behind a curtain, nothing, in the closet. No longer. I'm joking about the in the closet. Yeah, okay. Um, But... So we're just having a general talk between, you know, us, you know, just, just catch up. We're just catching up with each other because we haven't talked in what, two days. We've been busy with work and other things and we just trying to kick it. We had a couple shots already off camera because when- I haven't had no shots. I ain't had no shots. I had, I've been drinking Stella Rosa Black and baby, okay? I don't even know if I like it because it just, it kind of, it put me in a, I don't know, next, <laughs> kind of, yeah. kind of feel like dazed out. But you know, so what's happening? you know, I'm drinking that Crown Royal Vanilla, so I'm a little buzzed right now. That but... shit is old. Okay. Says one drinking wine, please. Next. Anyways. So like I said, we haven't talked in a couple days, you know, me and Amir normally talk quite often. We haven't talked in a couple of days due to work, other things going on, family. So we're just catching up with each other and we're just going to keep it 100% real. And from here on out, that's all we're going to do. Yeah. So we had a talk, um, the intervention. And if you listen to us, you probably noticed, if you notice or not, that our page is we have zero. We went MIA basically just for a couple. It's only been a week of we um, archived our pictures. Um, and just sometimes you reach a point where we did a really good month of producing like podcasts on a steady basis. Um, and then we just came to a point where we had a realization of like, okay, what's the purpose of the podcast? What, wh- who, who are we? You know, collectively, we know who we are. What is our voices? And shoot, we started having a really deep conversation about just not holding back and not not holding back not giving it's part of my French but not giving no fucks no more I mean we've already expressed it in many of our other podcasts that 2020 is a new year I mean 2021 sorry because 2020 was bullshit it was the year (laughs) it was it was was, a year (laughs) it was a year but it wasn't notable but I'm sorry if I see 2020 on the street, I, I won't know who that is. Would I'm you sorry. stump 2020 out for 10 million? Um, I'd probably put a hole in it, you know, even though I don't, sorry, gun violence. But anyways, um, yeah, so what's been going on with you, Amir? Come on, tell the people. All right, let me just get down to the, to the nitty gritty. Um, I've kind of been feeling... These past couple of days, I feel like I've been um, in high energy and mostly, I think we have a full moon coming, but mostly just about the potential. Like, for example, me personally, I always like from a young age wanted to be somewhere in the entertainment business. Like I always wanted to act. Instead of me wanting to be an actress, like from the beginning of time. Um, and then as I got older, I started getting a little discouraged by others because they were just like, you know, I'm smart in school, mainly because I was going to get my ass beat if I didn't get, if I brought home anything but a 4.0. So it ain't even about being smart. It was just, I was just disciplined because I knew I had to do what I had to do. And I really felt like it pulled me out of the entertainment world. And now being a young professional, being corporate, I get in my head about, oh my God, I can't post this. I can't do this. When my heart is like, baby, you're going to be there. You're going to be in the industry. And my other heart is like, well, you never know. So it's that self-doubt and not being able to just live life freely because I had so much responsibility as a young child, being the oldest, being a first-generational college um, graduate. So it's just like, I was going through a little something. I'm like, I want to do so much more. And lately I've been feeling like I'm about to do more. 
And it's like, damn, for the first time, I actually feel 23 years old. Like, I'm grown as fuck. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, we getting old. And it's the time where it's a turning point in a lot of people's lives. It's coming to that realization, like, is this what I want to do? Is this what I see myself doing in the next five, 10 years? You know, providing for my family. But... Family? You trying to have a family in the next five, 10 years? 33 you want to have a kid yeah that's when normal people have well not nor, let me not say normal but normally that's when people have kids is when they in 30s that is true 20s fuck what are you talking about i said nor oh well, okay well i'm thinking i'm thinking baby boomers i guess gen z be having babies at 15 so um I, the baby boomers was popping in at that age too they were just married true true it's them sister wives but um yeah so for me i've just been working um had to come to had a coming had to speak with god a few times but about about everything um literally just reconnecting with myself understanding who i am and just being more open with people uh my friends specifically family and just being, just loving myself, I guess, if that's the word. I don't feel like I've been loving myself to the fullest that I should have been. Um, yes, I can put on a facade of being happy, but normally I'm not. And those who are close to me know that and can understand that. But those who aren't just see, you know, me smiling or me willing to extend my arm or hand to people who need help. But, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but sometimes I'm not happy with myself. So had a coming of age with that. And during our intervention, um, me and Amira discussed things that we're going to get more personal about on this podcast, just to be more open with the view, the viewers, the listeners, um, things like that. So I mean, there's no holding back. I mean, the quote that really hits me is the fact that you came in this world by yourself, you're going to leave this world by yourself, and you don't really need anybody who's going to be there just to talk about you behind your back or not accept you for mm-hmm. who you are. You know, you know, everybody's out there just trying to live life, but there's people out there wanting people to live a certain way or expect people to live the way that they envision that person but in all actuality that person does not control your life so and it doesn't dictate how good of a person you are based on your race your nationality sexuality things like that it doesn't define you I mean it defines you but it doesn't it doesn't say oh you have to act this certain way you have to be this person you know I personally don't like labels. I hate labels. I just, I just want everybody to realize that we're all human. I mean, you call, we all were born with names and that's what we need to call each other by our names, not anything else. So, but yeah. I can totally agree, especially like the not liking labels because a lot of times I feel like labels are given to us before we have a chance to even acknowledge ourselves as that label. You know, like while we're figuring ourselves out, you you get people telling you what you are, trying to categorize you into this box. And you're like, okay, can I put myself in my own box? Can I make my own category? Why does the world see me as this? And not letting that in itself, you know, like you said, labels shouldn't define you. Um, they are a part of you. It can be a part of who you are. Like, yeah, I'm this way, but and it's, that's not the, the final definition. It's not the period to your sentence. It's a comma. You know, I am this comma. Yes. <laughs> I am this comma. So it's just like, I feel like that's real. Like not always pretending like you happy. And it's so crazy because you, you know, Real friends know what you, you can feel what you're going through. You know, when they, they can feel when you're not the most genuine. I mean, your close friends can can almost, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you, for example, like, 
Miles, you very, you are very given and you always overextend yourself to everybody. I mean, it's been periods of times where you have overextended yourself to me when you weren't doing well. And I remember that was one of the reasons why we did fall out. Um, a little fun fact about Postgrad in Black, we originally started back in 2019 of January. Was that when, yep, that was January, 2019. No, 2020, I'm sorry. January, 2020. Yes. January 2020, we had started initially, um, and being blatant about it, it was three of us, and we started off, um, Miles brought the idea to me and another friend at the time, um, and it was just like, basically, like, I got this podcast idea, like, I really want y'all to take this serious, and for some reason, it was just not going well. I feel like me and Miles had our own issues. I was going through hell that I will gladly share later, and it kind of fell through. And in return, Miles kind of blocked me and blocked the other friend because um, he was going through something. And I felt like he didn't feel like his friends were being what he needed them to be. So he cut us off and PGB stopped for a minute. That stopped for a little minute. And then we got back in contact. And literally when we got back in contact, we said, we just gonna pick it back up. And in the midst of us picking it back up, we regained like our friendship. We found, figured each other out. And I think with you, I feel like, I was um, holding on to a lot of stuff of how you were and thinking that I know so much about you. And I realized I didn't know as much as about you. Like you did grow, you did grow into your own person. You were going through your own shit that I used to, I used to minimize your experience. You know, to me, I used to be like, mom, you got everything. Like you have both parents in the house. Like you have a nice house. Like you grew up in a nice environment, community. And I used to say like, oh, you haven't been through nothing. You don't really know what it's like. And that was so wrong first of all it was wrong and it was completely in in inaccurate and I used to just like minimize your depression you know minimize that you could be going through your own stuff just because I thought you had it better than me because what you had more you know because of the things I listed out before and that's you'd be crazy I, like if I switch shoes with you you know trade the shoes I probably would shut up because I realized that me what I view as having it better is in somebody else's eyes that's not the case they could have it and still be unhappy I mean think about the suicide rates people of all suicide does not um discriminate at all you know depression does not discriminate yeah and to to speak to that and to continue that thought personally I think that me and Amira both envy each other because I think Amira in some words, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in some places I think Amira would be, would be, would flourish in the, the, you know, the times where I was like in high school, she would probably flourish, be, you know, be outspoken how she is and she'd just be going at it and people would love her. And my, and then for my, my thought would be, I envy Amira, Amira because she's more outsp outspoken. She could care less what people got to think. And I envy her sometimes where it's like, you know, even though she has her own issues, but I'm like, I can, I can get past those issues. But it's the simple fact that Amira has always been that outspoken person. And she just, just says what she want to say. And she says, you know what, if you take it, you take it how you want to take it. But I know in my heart, this is how, what I'm saying. And if you take it wrong, so be it. But, you know, it's, it's things that we both can compliment each other on. And that's what I appreciate in a friend. Because like she said, we did have a falling out. Of course, it was not all her fault, even though it may, what she, how she explained it may have seemed like that, but it was all three of our parts, you know, because like she said, it was three of us to begin. But, um, you know, we've grown in that and we're moving forward because like I said, we had a coming, I don't know what you want to call it, but we had an intervention and we just said, we're going to lay it all out there and keep it pushing. Care less what people got to, you know, care less what people got to say and think and feel because we know who we are and we're going to stick to who to PGB, post-grad and black. Mm -hmm. So, 
But yeah, is there, you know, I know this is general, we're talking generally, but um, I was scrolling on social media a couple of days. Damn, you got a bird? Yeah, excuse me. I told you I was, you know, I had a little shot or two. Got me burping. I haven't drank in a while. Anyways, but I was scrolling on Twitter and, you know, found some things and what was trending a couple of days ago, which was interesting because, well, before I get into that, like I said, this platform is open to everybody and- No, it's not. I'm talking about open to everybody as in like, they can share their opinions, but just know we gonna have just something to say. Okay. What do you gotta say? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call it out. So I think a lot of times, I feel like Black people in particular, we have an issue when it comes to trying to be all-inclusive. Like, for example, me and Miles go back and forth on this. He likes to say this is an all-inclusive podcast. And I used to say that. And I'm like, no, it's not. Because I'm not speaking from nobody else's perspective but my own. And I just so happen to be a Black woman. So my perspective is going to be based in who I am. And... um. And that's not to say all Black people think the same way. Y'all confused out there. But I'm saying my perspective is of who I am. So when I say all-inclusive, our name is Postgrad and Black. <laughs> Literally, we're saying we're graduates, Black graduates. So that's what we're going to be talking about. That's if, it, if the conversation get too involved in politics or Black politics or too busy, too, too much into Black culture, then... This is not the podcast for you. And I think what Miles was saying when we say all inclusive, like all are welcome to listen and, you know, and do your thing because culture is so broad that you might be interested in different segments than we're, which we're talking about. And that is totally fine too. But don't come on this podcast thinking we use some all lives matter type vibes because that would never happen over here. And you please, please at me because I'm always looking for a good debate. I'm always looking for to troll on, on social media and my free time. And that's on what? Mary had a little hand. Mm-hmm. And that's on black, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. But back to what I was saying. No, I agree with you. You know, I'm, like I said, I am accepting of everybody, you know. Amira, Amira levels me out and she, she's that type of person where she's like, you know, you say something and they, then the next person says, no, this is what they actually mean. You know, I guess she's my, okay. she's my hype man or whatever you want to call it. My translator. That's what it is. I'm, I'm the translator. Miles yeah. will give it to you. Here, Miles will lay it on. See, this is, no, no, no. You know what? Is that the case? Miles is a peanut butter on the bread and I'm the, the butter knife. I'm laying it out for you. Miles will put it on there for you, got the point, and I'm just smooth that point out so you really understand what we're trying to say. I'm covering all the corners. Basically, I am, if you want to put it, I am English class and Amir is the rubric. No, 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 no. If you want to put it, Miles is your English teacher. I'm your (laughs) African-American studies. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Okay. Anyways, but like I said, I was scrolling on Twitter and what was on No, Twitter? no, no, no. Sorry. One last one. Miles is your African-American and I'm your Black person. Okay. There's a big, there's a difference. You need your African-American people and then you need your Black people. Okay. Okay. I think we got the point now. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Pipe down. Come on. Anyways, but New York Times, well, a lot of uh, news outlets on, Inst- I mean, Twitter were saying, you know, it was, this was posted 14 hours ago. And it caught my eye because it said, the percentage of Americans of self-identity of LGBTQ, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer increased 60, 60% between 2012 and 2020. <laughs> Now, That's a lot of open closets. Now, what I have to say to that is congratulations and way to be yourself. Be true to who you are. 
But I also have to say this, this should not, I mean, yes, it should be on the news, but I also, my other side of my brain is saying this shouldn't be on the news because why, why are we publicizing? Is there, is there, is there an article that says, well, um, the increase, the decrease in straight people has, you know, decreased by 85%. No, we're not saying that because why, you know, it's always discrimination of something. And so you feel like it's inappropriate? I'm not going to say it's inappropriate, but I don't think it needs to be displayed because it's, I mean, yes, it needs to be displayed to show people that, you know, people are not all the same and we, everybody has differences and everybody's, you know, has their own dislikes and likes. But I also am saying that why does it need to be publicized or be known that this is how many people are or the increasing number of people being non-straight are coming out? Because my thing is, we're all people. We all have dislikes and likes. So it's a never ending battle. And that's the same thing with race, black and white, it, you know, things like that. <sighs> but mm. I don't know, I don't know if anybody understands what I'm saying, but I know what's going on in my head. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm also saying like, why does it need to be such of a, what it, the word Pub I'm thinking Publicized. Yeah. What? I'm not saying it's wrong. That's all I'm saying. So, but what I'm saying is, I don't know the word, but all I'm saying is congratulations. Congratulations. No. That's not what you're saying. You're saying that why do we have to focus on the amount of people who are quote unquote part of the LGBTQ community? Why is there statistics on that? What is the actual purpose of letting us know that there has been an increase in the amount of um, queer <laughs> people in our country? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but I understand why they're doing it. Because Oh, well then why? Because we've been, you know, people of the LGBTQ community have been discriminated against and, you know, people have lost jobs and people have had hate crimes and things like that. So they're making it known that the more, the more people are, you know, joining the community and it's becoming a new norm. But what I'm saying is, it's nothing, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. But whoever's listening knows what I'm saying. Our wavelengths are connecting. They know what I don't I'm think saying. So. I don't think so. Because your partner over here don't even understand fully well, what I'm you're saying. Type, I'm a type B and you're a type A. So that's probably the reason. Have you been discriminated against? No, not necessarily. Because I am not. Well, what do you mean? Discriminate against my race? or No, uh, discriminate against your sexuality. No, I have not. Why is that? Because I haven't, people know not to mess with me. That's why. And if people do mess with me, that's when I say. Mm -mm. Well, no. Why haven't you not, why haven't you not been discriminated against due to your sexuality? I have. You just said you haven't. Well, it's not discriminated against. If you want to call it discrimination, call it discrimination. But I have it's been, I've been harassed, like bullied and things like that in high school. So okay. you have. Let's get into it. So in high school, cause we being open here. We about to lay it all get into, let, Let's put it on the bread for me. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the bread and you smooth it out. later. So obviously I think we've talked about this in the other podcast. I grew up in suburbia. So that's suburban Caucasian Anglo-Saxon community. And I went to a predominantly white high school in Top City. If y'all know where that is, then y'all know what I'm talking about. No. Topeka, Kansas. Is that better? Top City. That's what it's called. Yes. Anyways, I went to the school there. Obviously, predominantly white, things like that. Being... I think it was mostly jealousy as well, mixed with just hatred for their own, not knowing who they were. And that's how I look at it now because 
that's just how it is because I have a lot of stories. Anyways, um, people would ask me all the time or just like be all up in my business about asking me questions that don't need to be asked. Like, like do you like men? Do you like women? Like, why is that? Why is that a question that needs to be asked? Why are you so concerned about it? And and I get it. People will ask once. I can understand that. But if the same person asks you five times out of the week, then increasing to more people asking you throughout the, the day, that's a problem. Because why are you so concerned? And what about that? Why, why do you feel like they target you with them questions? I think it's like I said, I think it was either jealous. I think it's some of it was jealousy and um, them not knowing themselves. So, but why you though? They could have picked on anybody about sexuality. What about you to them gave a red flag that, hey, Miles might be gay. We're not for sure about his sexuality. He might like men. He might like women. Like, what about you? He might Let's talk about. I don't like he, ladies. He, he, he might be something other than the norm. How about that? Right. Why He's not the typical, well, not even say typical. He's not that acceptable, right? The standard of what we feel like a man should be. So why, what about you physically led to those accusations at such a young age? Well, since we're going to talk about Miles today. <laughs> we can talk about me. Um, well, growing up, I was not the normal. Let me stop saying normal. I was not the acceptable young man, I guess, that society wanted me to be. I liked playing with horses. I liked, you know, I didn't like playing video games 24-7 till the late at night, like most most guys were in high school and growing up. I didn't like doing all that. I like, I'd rather be outside. I'd rather be out doing something. Um, I used to sing. I took singing lessons. My voice was high. My voice kind of still is high. And I mean, to this day, people still say I walk a certain way. Me, I put what, one. I put. What is a certain way? <laughs> Here we go. What is a certain way? People don't paint the picture for people. Okay, let me paint the picture. People used to say I switched, and if y'all don't know what switching is, look at they up. know. But I personally feel like I did not do that. I think it was. I think it's just the fact that I. I don't that's know. How I, that's how I walk. That's how God made me which I love, God made me a certain way. And I appreciate what God has made me because Aww. I feel like I've made an impact on a lot of people's lives. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good, I'm a pretty good guy, huh? Yeah, Miles. <laughs> Anyways, um, so back to what I was saying, but I used to sing things like that. And I think it was jealousy because in middle school, I was in a talent show, sang a song to a girl I was dating. So I sang um, Always and Forever, which is a pretty old song, but I sang that for a talent show. To, By the heat wave. Yes, to a girl I was dating. Anyways, after that, everybody was talking about, oh, I like your voice, this and that. Then some people were hating on me because I was singing. I was like, okay, cool. Fast forward into high school, those people that were actually hating on me were in choir, doing regional competitions, singing. So it's, it's like I said, it was jealousy. A lot of things were like that. I stopped singing because choir teacher in high school was an, an ass to say the least. So I stopped doing that. Um, I feel like he didn't necessarily like Afrocentric black people because I wasn't about to be, I spoke my mind. Um, mm -hmm. so things like that and like I and you said going back to your question you said why did they pick me um, my voice I could sing I was an athlete so a lot of straight I, I'm using air quote air quotations because there's a lot of stories about these so-called straight men or guys and I feel like I feel like they were uncomfortable because I played football in basketball but in all actuality I had no attraction towards anybody in that high school and mainly it was because people were not accepting 
people were criticizing people because of how they were. And I think that was, I think that's wrong. And we're in 2020 now, 2021, I don't know why, but 20, 2021, um, and I think it's changing based off, you know, the news and Twitter, so. It's definitely becoming more acceptable. Um, I feel like um, post Obama. Yeah, and I also feel like people are starting to understand that when you stay in your lane, you go farther in life. When you no, go- No, people don't understand that. Okay, well, maybe I'm incorrect. But yeah, I mean, and I look at I look at all these, even though it's fictional, but you know, when I was going through depression this past year, I was watching, I know it's not something that you should watch during depression, but I'm kind of weird like that. But I was watching 13 Reasons Why. And <laughs> and their high school experience, how they all, even though it was kind of eerie and I guess you want to call it horror um that horror horror oh like a thriller or <laughs> whatever you want to call it but it was an eerie film mm-hmm. but it was just the fact that they all stuck together they all had each other's back and I was just like why why couldn't my high school experience be like that why couldn't we all just be accepting of each other and things like that and and if y'all want to, in a later podcast, I can get into a lot of things that happened to me in high school, but we'll, I'll save that for later. But I just feel like high school wasn't the best for me. So did that answer your question, co-host? Yeah, I, um, you was talking so much, I forgot the question, but- Your uh, question thank- was, why did they choose me? Oh, why single you out. Single me out. Yeah, but not bad talking too much. It all definitely connected um, with um, just overall, like being singled out, being an outcast, and having then, to. Mm-hmm. And sorry to cut you off, but and then it's also because I'm black as well, and I feel like I also didn't fit this stereotype that people put on the so-called non-acceptable people and how you're supposed to act so and like I said I was in a predominantly white community and being black that's already what a what do you call it a double whammy yeah that's already a strike against you in so in so many words so but I feel like you had that experience in coming to HBCU you also like opened up about being black um, and not feeling like when it comes to dating that people don't still, even black people don't even view you as being the typical black person. You feel like you are held, um, you know, you find it hard because you don't match the necessary stereotypes when it comes to dating other black people too about what we want. Um, Which I feel like I had a completely different experience than you um well why don't you why don't you elaborate like so growing up um y'all know I'm from Detroit I grew up in a hood but I'm not hood I'm not and I'm just not no I'm just not and it's nothing no shades and and, you know I don't even I'm not I'm done apologizing like I said what I said so um I grew up in Detroit and to me I grew up and I will get teased for how I talk like to me now I I sound like I feel like I I don't even know how I got teased because my diet dialect is so um I use a lot of vonics that it's just like hmm I got teased but I used to get teased for sounding white for talking white I'm always on my game I was a huge advocate against bullying I used to stand up for people I listened to like Paramore or um Lady Gaga like I just love all types of music you know I'm a music head so I was pretty um I was well I would say diverse even from a cultural standpoint with other people um just culture that's how I learned about culture it's just not skin color it's age it's music it's food it's where you grew up in it's it's all kinds of things right that connects us I was just really you know and then on top of all that I was pro-black so it's just like how you be pro-black yet you cool with white people, you cool with these people, like, you know, so it's just like, 
I didn't, I came out all of that. And then I grew up so open. Like my mom didn't project anything on us. Like at one point we were Christians for a second. And then she got out of that. <laughs> she got out of that divorce. And then it was like, basically shit, y'all, y'all on y'all own. Y'all pick whatever religion y'all want to be and leave it up to that. So I got to freely do me. Like if I wanted to date women, I would date women. If I want to date men, I date men. And then the cool thing about that is, or the thing about that is I wasn't dating nobody. I was a late bloomer to everything. You know, I was just all about me. I was, I just, I missed that free loving spirit that I had before I put all these restrictions on myself. So I had a completely different experience. And then um, I enjoyed high school it was a small high school but we all still kind of pretty connected now it was kind of weird it wasn't a big high school it was a bunch of like like I don't understand why people stereotype black people anyway because I went to school with all black people it was it's all different kinds of us just like you go to a white school and it's all these different cliques the same with black people we all don't act the same you know so I already knew that and then when I went to HBCU I kind of felt like I came to school with this heavily conscious like pro-blackness like I can't stand you white people feeling that I had you know because I was learning so much about my history um and I came out of that anger sort of um (laughs) (laughs) sort of it's like I felt like I had the weight of being a black woman on my shoulder and I was just coming into womanhood or just transitioning so I would that was not a good transition you know and then when I got to dating in college, because let me tell you, because I had a, I was a little slow to the game, but when the college came, baby, I was dating whites, I was dating the blacks, Hispanics, anybody, you know what I'm saying? I was just completely like open. And then I realized there were a lot of people who accepted me for me. I didn't have to say I come from Detroit. I'm from the hood. Cause I will say that when it, being in the hood, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I live on this street. They're like, no, you don't. You, you're from the suburbs. And it's just like, why? Because I pay attention in class. Cause I'm getting my work done. Because I, I didn't speak with a lot of bionic sin or I feel like I did. I don't know. It's just because, so I didn't know how black I was until, until college, I will say, you know, but I mean, it's, it's fine now. I feel like I didn't have those issues um and I didn't have that and my first love is a woman it has always been that and then I've dated men and women so I don't like labels I I didn't ever say people say what's your sexual orientation or whatever I didn't say bisexual I just used to say flat out I like what I like like if you were a woman like yeah mostly I've dated majority men and then if I do date a woman you just know I'm rocking with you like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, I didn't feel that force to put a label on. And then I realized, is it because I'm scared to have that label? And I was just like, okay, I'm bisexual. That don't even sound right to me. I just be like, I just like, right. It just don't sound right. It's just like. No labels. Pe- people right. don't, people don't. I mean, but that's, if you are, it sounds right to people who truly identifies as that. And I feel like sex to me is completely different from relationships. So sex then I started learning about being my sexual like desires for people is coming from an emotional space. I like people who I can emotionally connect to. So I'm like, I'm not bisexual because I get the question, well, would you date a transgender or would you date this? Would you date that? And it's just like, shit, if I'm, a, if yeah, I'm not opposed to any of that because to me, it's an emotional, it's about that emotional connection. And I cannot say, I, I, I cannot see myself not having that kind of connection. I cannot see myself saying, oh, this person is transgender, so I can't have that connection with them. Therefore, I won't pursue it. I'm just that open. Mm. So no, I don't I don't feel like bisexual suits me, but I'm not one of them people who who needs to go out and find a definition to label them because I'm pretty open. Um, but yeah, I, I like what I like and I leave it at that. Like that's what it is. And but I don't, I'm I don't I'm not afraid to say who I've dated, what I what I what I have dated, and you know, that's just that. But if you put all the people I've dated together, it ain't nobody looking nothing like like everybody just <laughs> everybody's just weird. Like they just all over the place. So it's just like that says a lot about me though. When you think about me, I'm just pretty much all over the place. Like I'm not never just one thing and, and that so I, to me I like that now that I'm a little older and I'm looking at it like oh 
I can date whoever I want to date. That's probably why I don't, I don't really care. I don't stick my nose in somebody else's business and say, oh, I should oppress you because you don't like, or, oh my God, you condemned to hell. Like I can't condemn nobody to hell, you know? And that's probably because the not religious part of me, but I'm not God. I'm not the creator. Well, we're gay because of trauma. I said, baby, ain't shit happened to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't have trauma. You know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't turn to woman because I got my heart broken by men or someone and God, thankfully, I, I didn't, I wasn't touched. You know, I didn't, I'm not fat. So it's just like, that was sad to me. And I, so going back to your point earlier, I think they should tell more people are, 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 are gay. I think we should see more representation because you should know when you at an age and you feel like you're attracted to whatever gender, you should see a healthy example of a relationship on TV that is not based on trauma, that is not based on these nasty stereotypes that if you're gay, if you're this, you're pedophile, like all that, you should see healthy love regardless of gender and that's what should be approached so i hate them little posts if like somebody said if your child if you don't tell your child if your child is old enough to see two heterosexual couples on tv they're old enough to see two homosexual couples because i can assure you your child was you know talk to anybody gay they all got their own experience we don't know <laughs> we don't some say they born with it some say they walked into it we don't fucking know because people are people their experience is their experience, but that is mine. And that's all I can speak for. So basically what I got from that was um, if you put everybody you dated, it'll look like a crayon box. Cause you've dated from, what do you want to call it? From beige to purple. So, but yeah. I agree with everything you said, because I think it's a tough discussion that a lot of people face and a lot of people suppress who they are for years because they don't want to, they care so much about what other people think. And that's me. That was, that's literally me. I'm not going to say like, I've missed out on life because I haven't, I mean, I haven't, but I was a late bloomer to actually like full on dating because of course in high school and I don't necessarily consider that dating because I only dated what? Well, I dated in high school, I guess my senior year. So I guess that's true dating, but it wasn't where like we drove each other, you know, we drove, I drove her around and things like that. We could plan stuff because neither one of us had money for one. So I don't consider, I mean, yes, we dated, but it wasn't like how, 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 how it should be, how I wanted it to be. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so and but what about that relationship though the relationship was good no what about that that relationship in college oh that one your longest relationship um that one was pretty good too i mean it was just the fact that we both weren't seeing eye to eye on certain things and it was just time to like say we still have love for each other, but it's not like we're, okay, well, who knows? The future, we don't know what the future holds. That's all I gotta say. But I just feel like going, retying it all back together, like the black community has a tough time issuing things like issuing and talk, not issuing, um, talking about issues like that, um, sexuality, financial status, um, mental health, and it's time for that to change because like I said, we, it's just black people have always been in that mindset of we're going to keep stuff on the hush hush and we're not trying to be open about things. And I, and I guess that's with any community, but it's more prevalent in the black community. So, because that's relating to our past as well. Systematic racism and financial, um, settings and things like that so slave masters having having their way with men and women things like that but we ain't gonna get into that because like amir said i'm the english teacher she's the african-american studies teacher so i can't speak on the african-american studies she got that but um anyways um 
So I also look while you were talking, I was also t- looking at something, you know, Lady Gaga's one of the staple figures for LGBT community. But anyways, this is going to tie in, but it's kind of off subject. It's a staple figure for the white LGBTQ. But we're not going to get into that. Here we go. Because there's Black people that like Lady Gaga. But anyways, it says her dog walker was shot in Los Angeles and two of her French bulldogs were stolen. No, did you see that cash reward, though? It's for 500 k uh, Yeah, I'm about to go buy me some French bulldogs and say, yeah, they in Arkansas. I don't know how they got here, but... I don't know how they got here. They here. I don't know how they What's got here. What's up with y'all in these dogs? French What's up with white people and dogs? Black people, too. Let's not. Okay. But it's not a black thing, though. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody say white people and they dogs. It's a common joke. What is up with that? That's trending right now on Twitter. People probably going crazy. Over that dog? Well, the fact that her dog walker was shot. How you how you get shot in the middle? Of, I, I don't know if it was night or day. But... It's the dog walker got shot. That yeah. dog walker is, is lying. How? When it said, okay, there's a whole video. Well, this is also TMZ, so you don't know if it's true or not. So TMZ be the first to report everything. Mm-hmm. TMZ be the first to report everything. Yeah. Y'all, so this week I decided long thought I decided that it's time to step my game up and Miles he was asking me what I was typing earlier I am creating my manifesting the road to riches because like I said it's been a full moon and I've been feeling like this superpower and like I've been always having these ideas and it's like ideas are bonded together like everything I want to do is coming in a clear out path and the only thing for me to do is to just like you said stop holding yourself back like, you know what I'm saying? It's a reason why we got back connected for postgrad and Black. It's a reason why we got back in contact in general. It's a reason why we even here to this day. And it kind of just ties in to us. Like, Miles want to get into interior design. You know, me, I just want to be on a talk show. I just want to be cute and take my little pictures. That's all. If anybody asks me what I really want to do in life, like, yeah, I like creating I like writing I like scripts and stuff like that but from a day-to-day right now I can just love to just take a picture give me some some sponsorships and move on with my life and have the time I need to start my writing so it's just like me and Miles got stuff we need to work on and we working together on but it's just like I've just seen it so just like B. Simone sat down and she wrote down her shit I feel like I'm documenting my process on my steps on how I get these riches. So when I finally get the riches, I can just be like, the manuals I already wrote. I already wrote it for y'all. This is what I did. That's what they be doing. They be like, this is what I did. You can do it too. And that's literally how we're going to get to where we need to be. And granted, it's kind of ratchet right now, but just wait. So this Sunday, I'm going to take my first little bartending class. I found it on your Groupon for $9. So if y'all <laughs> want the, the move, I really want to do a bartending class in person. But, you know, I'm going to have to finesse a little bit, take a couple classes, get my little, I don't think you need a license. I, the part about me is when I'm going in to get a job. When they ask me the little experience I got and I got a boost and say I used to work at the bar in Palm Bluff. <laughs> you're talking about the cabin they used to work at the cabin oh my god perfect i'm gonna say i used to work at the cabin literally dead ass i had to i had to work during a shootout i had to work during okay i worked at the cabin on campus this and that and i'm gonna put miles number as the manager there oh you want me to yeah amira so what can you tell me about? Oh, yes, Amir was a great employee. She knew how to mix Party promote, I can mix the anything Coke, Coke and Henny, Coke and rum, the pork counts. Like, I'm just going to be taking my little notes because when it's time to hit that scene at the bar, I got to know what the fuck going on. I got to I gotta know what the fuck I have to do. And I just got to finesse because I need that little bar check. And I need to check. And that bartending actually, I mean, 
for anybody listening, that's a great idea to do networking as well. Because bar- yeah. You know, you can meet anybody. You probably could meet a millionaire for all we know, and you could just have a conversation with him. And that's a network right there in itself. And he might give you some tips or she might give you tips and the sky's the limit. But okay. yeah. You now I think about it, I might take that little course and I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna be like, I'm just gonna find somebody to see if they can train me. Like if my auntie or my, my grandma is somebody know a bartender in the family is like pass down some tricks because I feel like I could do it. You know, I just want to be cute and make my little connection networking. Like I said, me and, and also something that y'all need to know. It's going to be a long episode, but this is literally just us breaking the ice and coming back to y'all. Moving forward, it's going to be a little bit more structured, but right now, like we already said, we just landed on thick. This is our coming out episode. Um... <laughs> I said what I said. So, um, what the hell was I saying? Our budgeting. Now, that's just another episode. We can talk about that the next episode. PGB and the fact that we two accountants and we're about to tap into that money coaching. Yeah. Y'all right. Yes, we are. But I was going to ask, do you have anything written down for your manifesto or your novel book that you're writing right now? Give us a little... Okay. Teaser, a little trailer. Yeah, let, me, let me just show y'all. I'm how many pages in? I'm five pages deep. Show us a five little. Yeah. Show us a little. I, I can I can show y'all a little sign. Little sign. Give us a sneak. So basically, I'm just gonna tell y'all my step one. The step one in manifesting the life you want to live is one to identify the current and potential revenue streams. Amen. So right now, I only have one source of revenue, and that is my current job where I work in as an accountant. Um, in the next one to six months, I'm, I plan on picking up bartending and then I'm going to um, start stocks and investments, which is going to be a long time when I will see money from that. But my goal is to start, you know, start it. So pick up the bartending on the side, invest some of that, start learning about stocks and investments and having that, that extra money to do so. And then between the next seven to 12 months, I have more revenue opportunities, which is our Instagram, our podcast, money coaching, and YouTube. So I branched those out because, and, or, and then, so that's just the one you have to identify. Then you go from identifying your potential streams of income to breaking it down step step. Okay, this is potential, but how can I make that potential an actual? And so that's a little bit harder. The bartender is a little bit more easier step by step. I feel like it's harder. The Instagram, anything dealing with social media is a little bit harder because it, it ain't no joke being an entrepreneur out here you cannot blow up overnight without consistent or you might can you know the game of it is luck and but how instagram is shaping it is no more luck you have to either do something that's just gonna put you out there on the market or you have to grind you know it's like a lottery ticket you can look up and get lucky and get the money or you can grind every day to ensure that one day you're gonna break the ice so it's just like I'm finally realizing with this whole social media stuff that it is actual job. Like once I log off of work, I have another job. If you really do want to get those sponsorships and stuff. And I don't know, cause I never had them, but I watched them all day. I watch bloggers all day. And I know for one thing, if they can do it, so can I. Oh, and that's for a fact. But yeah. I'd be like. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Don't give it's them too much. Don't give them too much now. But that's it. That's all I'm giving y'all. Yeah. Because like I said. It's a little appetizer. That's a little tea. That's a little appetizer. But y'all got to know, when y'all get in the meat of this book, that hopefully, not hopefully, in 12 months, I can say, a year I dedicated to myself. Yes. What y'all got? Yes. So, yes, like Amira said that we're trying to get, we're going to tap into a lot of things, create content, you know, we're, we have a YouTube channel, but it's not active right now, but we're going to start getting into that, post our podcast, you know, have a video format and an audio format where it's two different things. You can listen or you can watch us, see our mannerisms and watch our faces if y'all into that and things like that. And you know, we also will be doing like talking about manifesting your goals, giving motivational advice. And if you want to send us some 
Shoot us a money. Okay. Oh. What would you say? Send us some money too, but shoot us a DM if you have any like questions about uh, some advice. Of course, we're not advice or advice coaches or things of that nature, but we can give you what we've been through, like experiences that we've been through because we both are 23. We both are different in our own sense, you know. Amir is a woman. I'm a man. Amir is ghetto. I'm. I'm like, not ghetto. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, now. I'm sophisticated. You know, we two different people. So, you know, but that's um, all I have. But if Amir has anything else, you know, we can continue this talk. But you know, like I said earlier it's time for people to just come be who they are you know be stop holding back stop holding back if you have a goal to reach chase it of course you're going to have depression sometimes when you're an entrepreneur if that's what you want to be entrepreneurs are are depressed majority of the time mainly because people don't see their vision things like that you you're frustrated but hey we all go through it so we all definitely go through it um we all go through it you are not alone but at the end of the day you are loved you are important and sometimes it's okay to remind yourself of that and life is a bitch or can you can either be life bitch or you can be the bitch of life That's, I think that's what the vibe I'm trying to go for. But don't let that hinder you. Like, like we say, I can't wait to see how we are in a year from now when we have been consistent, when we get more into ourselves, because it's hard. It's hard. But at the same time, we trying. And this is just the beginning, baby, because PGB is going to be worldwide. And y'all can quote me on that. You can retweet. You can at her. At me, at Miss Sexy Hot Thing One on One. Okay, but um, in the words of Viola Davis, you is smart. You is you is kind. Kind. You is important, and take that and run with it, cause everybody got a goal. We all got dreams, and you got to be consistent and strive for what you want. But with that, I'm your host, Miles. And I'm your host, Amira. And we are post-grad and black. We're going to have to change that. I feel like we need to come hyper with that. Okay. Next episode. Be thinking about that. Next episode, we're going to have another intro. Outro. Outro. Intro, outro, because post-grad and black. We came from HBCU. We need to make our mother proud. Okay. Here we go. How about this? I like my U in front of my A. My A in front of my P. My P in front of my B. I love my U-A-P-P. U-A-P-P. I like my P in front of my G. My G in front of my B. I like my postgrad and black. Hey. Post grad and black. Hey, black. we need to play um swag and surf. That's how. That's what actually. When you make this video, do the do the anthem. Do that. Do the anthem of that song as an intro to to this episode. Okay. You know what I'm talking about when I'm, the song come on. Yeah. The just the first. Don't don't play the lyrics. We do the. Okay, I'll do that. All right. But yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all we got. But like I said, or like we said, we're going to come harder. Just know. We're going to come so hard that you would think we the rock <laughs> in this bit. We're going to come so hard that you would think I'm from Detroit. I'm so hard that we're going to rock the boat like Aaliyah. Ooh, okay. I need some snacks. Okay. 
I need some snaps. That was that was cold. I ain't gonna hold you. That was poetry right there. We gonna tap into we we young, like we should be doing. I keep telling Miles we need to be doing these reels, getting on here, being active, being funny, doing these challenges, like be on social media crunk. Because one thing about us is we are we are your professional after hours. That's why I like to that's how we are. We keep it nice and clean. And prof- you know we keep a class to it, so we are professionally after hours. You know our our ass crack ain't out when we go out. Miles ain't ratchet. We clean and classy, but we can turn up. Correct. You know what I'm saying. And clean you know? and clean and classy does not always have to be your typical clean and classy. When you grown, it's okay to say a few curse words. Don't be afraid to be like, if you if you feel like you got to say it, say it. Because those people out there that say, oh, you cuss and you you a professional. I First of all, I'm a human first. I'm not no. I'm a human first. I'm black so, first before anything. Okay. So come correct is what she was trying to say. That's what I was trying to say. But yeah. You and smooth another, me out. And another thing is, because we, we dragging this on a little long. But use social media. If you feel like social media is too over is overwhelming, use it for to your advantage. Social media can be as great as you want it to be, and it can be as depressing as you want it to be. If you follow people that depress you and just flaunt money all the time and things like that, yeah, that's get okay. your own money. Yeah, get your own money. That's okay to follow people like that, but if it depresses you out and say, oh, I wish I could have that, that's this and that, it's time to unfollow. Unfollow something. Just unfollow, because at this point, it's not doing any good for you. Right. That is so true. Like, like he keeps saying, social media, we realize and more and more you network, we meet other people and we just starting out we if you connected with other podcasters they will follow us comment and we do the same so it's just like in my mind i'm just like people recognize when you first starting out and granted people oh my god i was following this one lady and when i first started following her she had like a thousand followers i kid you not i go back to her page a couple months later she got 19k and it's because she used to post 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 she would tag sponsors this and that so when i go to her page she built a relationship with the people she was following. Sometimes she'll, you, you ever get them people who just constantly commenting on your pictures? No, you know what I'm saying? You build a, because you don't post that often. So True. you get, you build this connection with people and you realize I done met a lot of people on social media. And I'd be like, wow. So part of me is just like, put yourself out there. Like it's, if you want to model, if you want to do your business, if you want to do anything you want to do, you can be anybody on social media. Nobody, I can go out and I, the way I show up on social media, and if you FaceTime me, you'll be confused because your girl be catfishing. If you want to do OnlyFans, do OnlyFans. Get your OnlyFans <laughs> popping. If you want us to promote your OnlyFans, okay. I can't, we can't do that. We can't do that. We ain't do we ain't the ones for that. <laughs> but we just know we we gonna su- I don't know support, but we gonna we ain't gonna downplay your talents. So if that's how you make your money, make your money. So uh, but anyways, I like my P in front of my what? G. And I like my G in front of my what? B. Because I like what? Post That's that's lame. It's, it's actually <laughs> we should be like post grad and black. Post grad and black. Like the pop lock and drop it. Post grad and black. Post grad and black. And you see who's ghetto. Two see- that th- wait, wait. Two that two that degree of make it roll. Once you post grad and black. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we can go if your mama gave it to you. <laughs> Post red and black. I like that. Okay, we're not cheerleaders. But we are we are we're gonna come up with something. For all y'all listening, we're gonna come up with something. It's gonna be different and it's gonna be a new type of vibe. Cause we turning the volume up, we turning the heat up, 
we about to burn the hell out of this chicken on the stove because we turning the heat up. We gonna burn no, we gotta make sure that that chicken extra crispy, baby. We gonna burn that chicken until it's nice and crispy, and we gonna put some hot sauce on it and gobble it up. But anyways, I'm your host Miles, and I'm your host Money Mirror, aka Money Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mirror. Come on now, y'all know. And we are looking red and black. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you soon. Peace.